What is going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Critic Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again for another very special episode with another very, very special guest. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome along to the podcast, Mr. Jack Ellis. And Jack is simply an astonishing actor, and it's a, a genuine pleasure to have him here on the show. And his credits include, uh, for, he's worked across stage and, te- and television. On stage, he's worked uh, on projects such as SS Mendy with the Isango Ensemble in Cape Town. I probably pronounced that wrong, so do forgive me. No, uh, yes, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, Faust at the Lyric Hammersmith, uh, A Doll's House, Clockwork Orange, and Hamlet at the RSC, Assassins at the Donmar Warehouse, directed by Sam Mendes, uh, Much Do About Nothing, and A Few Good Men, Richard III, also directed by Sam Mendes at the Old Vic and International Tour, and The Crucible at the Old Vic, uh, directed by the great Yal Farber. Uh, and of course, on television, he has played as most well-known for his role as Jim Fenner in Bad Girls, Coronation Street as Harry Mason, Vera for ITV, Versailles for BBC, Eight Days That Made Rome. And yeah, and that is just a small sample of the extraordinary work that this man has done over the course of his career. And yeah, and again, it gives me great pleasure to say, Mr. Jack Ellis, how are you, sir? I'm very well. God, you made me that length makes me sound very old. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's yeah. not my intention. It's not my intention. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, no, it's great. It's great. It's, uh, and thank you very much for, for a very charming intro. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's nice to talk. I haven't really um, acted a lot recently. Uh, so I've been working mm. more as a sort of uh, director, but. Um, Oh, cool. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Maybe I'll get maybe I'll get get back on the stage again. Who knows? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I look forward to that. I look forward to that. Um, so, you working on anything uh, exciting directorial wise recently? Uh, well, no. I worked with a, we did a thing called the Walk with Amal. Um, I worked yeah. with Good Chance Theatre. Do you remember the 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 Jungle? The Jungle, was, yes. Well, that's Good Chance Theatre. Um, and the we set up. Uh, we took. We bought what they in the Jungle is. Um, is basically uh, the representation of the work that they did in the Calais jungle, the refugee camp. We brought that uh, dome to Paris and then we set up there and worked with refugees. And out of that developed a small theatre company called La Troupe. Mm-hmm. La Troupe. And uh, I live in France, by the way, to those who just tuned in or whatever. And so, uh, and we developed a company out of that and we we did shows um which i as a director so uh, out of that also came the walk which was this great big uh, uh, project with with a, a marionette a large puppet that walked her. she was nine and a half years old three and a half uh, meters high mm. and she walked from the border of turkey syria all the way up to manchester through italy france switzerland germany turkey oh. greece etc and everywhere she stopped, there was a, a celebration. There was a, you know, an arts organization or a dance company or musicians or whatever. They would greet her and greet her with a show. And this, it, it was quite, it was in the news a bit. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, anyone who wants to have a look at it, it's called Walk the Walk with Amal. Mm. And uh, so yeah. we were involved with that. Um, I worked with that with my partner. We worked uh, a bit with that and a lot. She, she was the producer, I was, I was just helped her really. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I was, um, I am a bit old, and um, so I just try and do what I want. I work with Isango, which, uh, you mentioned Isango, which is a, uh, an ensemble, amazing company from Cape Town. And uh, I did SS Mendy with them, and we did that at the Lindbury, the, uh, the Opera House in Covent Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a new production coming in, which I don't think I'm going to be in, but I'm slightly involved with. Um, so, yeah, I'm 
kind of picking and choosing and doing really what I want at the moment. Uh, and I'm enjoying it enormously. Good. Well, it sounds, sounds fun. It sort of gives me uh, around the world in 80 days kind of vibes. That Yeah, you get a bit of a vibe of, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phineas Fogg. I should call myself Phineas Fogg. That's me. <laughs> I'll call you that for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one thing I like to do with, it, with this podcast, I sort of, before we jump into uh, some of the work that you've done, I always like to start um, at the beginning in a way, as to begin at the beginning, as Dylan Thomas says. Mm. Uh, so where did the love of acting uh, come from? What made you want to pursue this as a career? Um, um, it, 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 um, it, it's a dangerous question to ask in a way because I wasn't any good at anything else. And some of them, I'm not even any good at that. I basically, uh, I was pretty hopeless at school. Um, I, I, w- I was a bit lazy. I liked, I was a goalkeeper. I liked, I liked football, cricket, um, and sports and stuff like that. I wasn't very bright. I don't think I wasn't. Um, well, I know I wasn't stimulated. I wasn't, I, there was no one really there. To, but, but there was a good English teacher who took me on board and I was acting by, by the age of 14 at school and then because I partially my brother my my eldest brother um, you know Poldark well my, my eldest brother was Robin Ellis who was the original Poldark oh wow so uh, I I was I used to um you know I was I used to have to sit with my parents on a Sunday night and watch you know um <laughs> well no that's that's what you do. yeah yeah I guess I was still at school I was a teenager so I I you know I was I was kind of infected by that but ironically, our careers have been completely different, totally different. I've, you know, I, I went off and was a founder member of the Actors Touring Company. And I think I went to drama school at Bristol. And, I mean, I, I kind of fell into it, really. But I think that I, um, I was bitten by, well, I didn't learn much until I, as an actor. Mm. I don't think I really learned much until ATC, the Actors Touring Company, which I was a founder member of. Mm-hmm. And we started touring all over the world. And, um, and there you had to, you know, literally iron the costumes, um, put up the lights and played Caliban or, or um, the Duke in Measure for Measure or, you know, playing, you know, large, you know, parts. We kind of shifted the parts around. We were only six people, traveled mm-hmm. around in a van. So it was kind of idyllic, idyllic uh, in those 79 to, I mean, before that I'd done rep. I had to get, you had to get your card in those days, which is a union card. Mm. So you had nine months, you had to have nine months of experience on your card. Mm. And that made you a proper actor. You had a provisional equity card. It was a bit like driving. You had a provisional license and then you got a full driving license. <laughs> and um, and it, was, um, it was really after that, it was, it was during those five years with that company, working with John Metallic, who's the director at the time, and traveling all over the world as an ensemble. And that's where I kind of, um, my instincts, I, I allowed my instincts to to kick in really i you know because I, I, I think it's very important to, to allow to allow to allow because to to be instinctive and then to know how to deal with those instincts and how to guide them and drive them uh which sometimes can be a little um it can be uh you, you gather a little wear and tear that mm-hmm. way you know i'm not a hugely technical actor i never really was mm. um but I'm quite lucky because, um, pardon the expression, um, but I, I have a large instrument. <laughs> I'm quite a big bloke. I've got a big voice, uh, always have done. Yeah. And uh, one that's, um, you know, I, I, and I was, I did, as I say, I did a lot of sports at school. So I, I kind of, um, you know, I had a, I, I'm, I'm, my body was able to take it. Yeah. And, um, and also I, I kind of enjoy, I do enjoy um, 
the thing of getting lost on stage. Yeah. But also that's mixed with that awful fear that comes with it. So there's a sort of interesting combination that runs along, but I'm sure we'll go back more into that later on in this. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think I was, I was probably, you know, uh, influenced by my brother initially when I was very young uh, because it looked a bit glamorous. But then when I started to do it, um, it was really, it was really touring with that company that got me going. It wasn't necessarily drama school or anything like that. I was never a very good pupil. <laughs> no, I completely resonate with that at all. I wasn't good at any sort of science or maths or anything. Drama no. was the only, only subject I felt free and at home yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, did you still follow football much? You still follow? I do, yes. You're going to ask me which team I support. Who is your team? My team is the current English women's team. <laughs> who I am absolutely in love with, and I think they're great. No, my 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 t- actually, that it, I, I am. I, I really, I'm, I'm so happy about the England women's team because oh, they're doing and so about women's football generally because I think it's fabulous. At last, you know, absolutely, they're getting a voice they, and, they, and they play really great stuff as well. It's different, you know. You know. But uh, Arsenal, sorry, I like you even more. <laughs> oh, great! <Good>. Yes. <laughs> Go on, Excellent. Yes, all good is here. Woo! Yeah, what a season we have ahead of us. Oh, good. what a season! What a season! It's going to be could be it could be dream dream type dream life. Could be, could be. Yeah. I'm not getting ahead of myself over the years. No, and... no, we have to be have to be very calm. Yes, yes. As an Arsenal fan, my whole life I've learned to yeah. take one I game mean, at a time. <laughs> it, it, yeah, one game at a time. Well, boy, do we! Yes, we suffer for our we suffer for our team. But uh, I kind of enjoy there's some enjoyment in that suffering. But I think there's a there's a team a hell of a team being lined up. Mm, yeah, Jenko um, and coming in and yeah, Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. I think I mean, how team, you lose with Jesus in the attack. I, mean, I know, I know. We are blessed as a team with the Messiah. So. We are blessed. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Arteta, bring home the bacon, please, for us. Yeah. Please, we need something to celebrate. Uh, mm. Anyway, but good, we have a gooner on the podcast. This is great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, let's jump into some of your work. I'd like to talk about um, your roles in uh, the spectacular productions of Richard III, directed by Sam mm. Mendes, which started at the Old Vic and then went around the world. You think you went to every country at that point. And mm. also your involvement in the spectacular production of uh, The Crucible on, at the Old Vic in 2014. I was lucky mm. enough to have um, one of your co- co-stars of that production, uh, Adrian Schiller has been on the show. Ah, Adrian, yeah. Yeah, who very, played Reverend Hale. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's lovely to talk to him. He's very, yeah. very knowledgeable. He's lovely. He's very generous. Nice guy. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, um, let's start with Richard III. Um, so how did it come about? Did you have to audition for the part? Well, no, uh, very simple. I basically, uh, I'd worked with Sam before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he Assassins, had, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, an Assassins. But, I mean, some years before. Um, interestingly enough, uh, I think... Um, it, as in often these cases, and there was someone else in mind uh, and he wasn't able to do it. Mm-hmm. I was available. I went in to meet Sam and um, yeah, I didn't even read for it actually. But um, I knew Sam and Sam and I, you know, we developed, I mean, we knew each other. So um, also I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I, well, ask me the next question because I think you might be, you might be asking <laughs> I was just going to ramble on, but just ask me the question. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, the first question is, what's it like working with Sam Mendes? Because I just adore yeah. his work. And, yeah, what's it like working with the man himself? Uh, absolutely adore it. Really, really enjoyable. Very relaxed um, and encouraging. Um, the thing about 
that the Richard III, I mean, assassins were a very different ex experience because assassins, A, we had Stephen sometime there and uh, wow. we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have the writer with us on, on uh, Richard III. Oh, sadly. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, sadly, he wasn't the writer. <laughs> uh, however, um, and, th and that was very much um, a collaborative experience, uh, assassins. This, um, we had half American, half English cast. Uh -huh. um, and in, in a way, it, and Richard III is, is a pretty big play. Hmm. And we had a very big guy playing Richard. And uh, it was kind of what, what Sam was brilliant with that was marshalling it uh, in, in, a, in a very generous and capable and, and, and good. And, 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 you know, and it was a great, it was a really good production because it had to go, I mean, we had to go to China. So hmm. we had to go to, uh, you know, Turkey. We had to go to Italy. We had to go, you know, all over the world. And it was the bridge project. Nice. So, uh, so there were other productions involved as well yeah. uh, before us. So, in a way, it was a quite a well-oiled machine, as in terms of its uh, touring. But um, yeah, it was. You know, it, I, I really, I really did enjoy it a lot. Um, it was, it was, it was a fascinating, fascinating experience. Uh, he's, he, he's, he, he allow, he, he allows you to find, to find it. He doesn't. Sam isn't a director that, that sort of um, tells you what to do. Mm. You know, he, he allows you to find it. Although, of course, what he's very good at is um, he, he knows kind of what he wants. Mm. And he's very good at kind of marshalling you into that. You know, mm. but without it almost, you think, you think, oh, I've got you, this is really good. And then you realize, you think about it. And actually, that's probably the Sam kind of, this is what he wants in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I, like, I like, he's a very nice flow. Yeah, yeah. I was I was lucky enough to have a what's her name? Uh Zoe Ford Burnett, her uh, his yeah. um, associate director. I was lucky enough to have a workshop with her a few weeks ago, actually. And uh oh, cool. he was delightful. Yeah, she was delightful when yeah. she told she told I, yeah. me in the group that apparently he's a fan of Family Guy and um some form of cake. I can't remember what it is now, some sort of thing, but apparently he's a big fan of Family Guy. So well also I, actually that there's another thing with me and Sam is that I, I play cricket, or I did play cricket. And Sam, when he was in Stratford, mm. um, he captained we against a, a professional side. I've actually taken, I've actually kept the, the wicket to Brian Lara, so uh, I was a keeper. Wow. And uh, so we had a sort of RSC team, a six-a-side thing it was. And uh, and Sam was it because Sam's a great cricketer. I mean, you know, he played for Cambridge. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. Know that. I didn't yeah. know that. I wonder what he's thinking of the current uh, cricket scores at the moment. I bet he's. Uh... It's, it's quite up and down, isn't it? At the moment, it's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, but the, the the test side is fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. One day is a bit to Yeah, I love how we can just jump between acting and sports. It's great. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a there is a. I mean, a lot of actors. Uh, I mean, and cricket. I mean, cricket is a very good sport for actors because there's a mm. there's this concentration that's required, and also this um, you have to block things out, you know. And and yet there are moments like when you're filming, where moments are great when you're standing in the third man and nothing's going on, you know. Mm. And then suddenly, bang, something happens. The ball comes to you, and you've got to deal with it. I mean, there are, there are there are many you know similarities, many sort of crossovers yeah. there with them. With acting, with cricket and football, I do that. I mean, I I'm, I love sport because, hey, you know, I was quite good at it when I was my, when I was a kid. But also, um, I think there's a there's that. No, I mean, we watch it when people watch it. I mean, this what so upsets me when I see all this Twitter rubbish about you know, like you know, when Rashford and um, 
Oh, yeah. And the boys miss those penalties, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just Sancho and Saka, yeah. Really, I'm sorry. I, I yeah, it's like, oh god. I mean, you know, it's, it breaks my heart because it's mm. just not. It's just uh, that level that you're at. Nobody, nobody really knows, you know. I mean, and and I, 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 I'm not. I'm saying, you know, it's far worse than walking on the stage for the first time in front of God knows how many thousands of people. That's another thing about Richard III, actually, just to fly off that, is we did yeah. play Epidaurus. Now, yeah. Epidaurus or Epidabros, however, it's the Greek theatre just outside Athens. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I remember Sam saying, because I, I know why, I was in, in the, I walked in there and Sam was up at the back. And he said, come, uh, he said, uh, let me, let's swap. I'll go up there. You, no, sorry, you come up here and I'll go down there. So he went down there and he went literally like that. Can you hear that? Yes. Yeah. Just clicked his fingers. And I could hear it right at the top of the of the of the of the theatre, you know, wow. incredible acoustic. And then that night happened, and we played to twelve thousand people. Wow. I mean, twelve thousand people, you know, that's that's a lot of people, you know. Yeah. It's a kind of almost a League One ground. Mm. Um, mm. And uh, well, maybe League Two. Uh, and uh, it was, I mean, that that was that was incredible because. Also, that we were playing different spaces and different theatres, and Sam was very good at that. He's very good at, uh, at setting a production that could then play to many, many environments and many theatres. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I was going to ask you about um, Epidaurus, actually, because, uh, okay. because that was... I mean, I watched the, um, the documentary that was, that was filmed around, around that, and yeah. I can just... The scale of Epidaurus is just insane and like I think mm. one of the tour managers said it in the in the show he said that you played like to sold out houses at the old Vic for like the first six weeks before you went on tour mm. and you played to more people at Epidaurus in five nights than you did in six weeks at the old Vic or something like that's that that's right we, we played three no we did we did three nights in, in Epidaurus yeah. and uh Richard III I think yes Richard III is definitely there's only two, in this century, there's only been two other events which have played three nights consecutively and sold out at Epidaurus. One were the, the three tenors, and the mm. other one was Maria Callas. Wow. Uh, so, you know, we're in pretty, pretty select, um, fine company there. Um, and, I mean, that's, you know, our star, Kevin Spacey, um, you know, was a big pull on that. Uh, and also, of course, Sam, you know. I mean, Sam's, Sam is the, you know, one of the, top directors in the world and of course he's the bomb director so yeah yeah um yeah and there's something else about that is that when you walk through and you go down you do a little pathway down to the theater and you walk into the theater you you you're looking you and you sit when in rehearsals you sit on this on the stones on, on the you know seats and mm. these seats have got kind of they've got little curves in them but these are curves <laughs> How many bums have actually, you know, they, they, they have sat on those seats. You know, the whole place is, is just reeking with history, with, yeah. uh, with, you know, with humanity. Yeah. You know, and you get that sense of, and what, our theater, what is theatre about? It's, about? it's about telling stories and, uh, and it's about um, sharing stories. And, and, and that, that is what it is, you know. And the other thing is, of course, what Peter Brooks says, you have a space. And then once one person crosses that space, you have the beginning of when another person joins them, you have a, a piece of theatre. Mm. And uh, that's all it is. It's just a space. It's, it, what I love about it is the simplicity of it. Mm. It's so easy, really. 
you know, so easy to start a piece of theatre, very difficult to create something that's wonderful. And often, you know, we get too, we, we just get too complicated. I think, yeah. well, some stuff I see, I think, you know, do we need all that? But, uh, but it is, um, it, uh, it, it was a very powerful experience. Yeah, I, I just, I can't imagine how the whole cast felt on the first night, you know, when you're about to walk out on stage and there's 12,000 people there and you're just, oh. I'm oh, sure so the, the, the heartbeat must have, well, if I was in yeah. that situation, I would be like, okay, just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> well, you know, funnily enough, it's weird. I, I think, I think actually, I think I was less nervous oh, because, really? um, yeah, because there's a, it's like, I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, this is crazy. This like, is amazing. Yeah. And there was a feeling of amongst us all, everything sort of lifted, went up a bit. I worked with this company, the South African company called Isango, and the last show I did was in, um, was at the Royal Opera House, and. Uh, I, I, they, before they, English, English dressing rooms before a show tend to be quite quiet and you get the on ma ma ma, you know, mm. they get a little bit of warm up and, and it's quite quiet and people are very concentrated. Mm. This company is not quiet. This company is singing and singing and singing and singing and clapping and dancing. And there's this feeling that you get together, this ensemble feeling of singing. And yeah. then you walk on stage and you're carrying something that's you because the work's been done. The work is actually already done. You know the lines. You've mm. done the rehearsals. You know, you you know. Now it's time to share it. But the, the, that that feeling of doing it is is work which I had with it, with Isanga that night in um, in Epidaurus. I think we all had the same feeling in a mm. way. You know, we weren't we weren't being frightfully British or English <laughs> or American. Let's make as much noise as we can backstage. Let's get, Let, <laughs> get things going, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when it came to, because you played Hastings in that production, who has a very, very tragic and quite abrupt sort of end to his, uh, his life, you know, and of course, as history tells us, he was kind of executed there on the spot by Richard III after apparently receiving a tip-off from one of his advisors. Um, yeah, because yeah, so, yeah, how, how did you approach okay. uh, the role? Okay. Well, yeah. um, well, the thing about Hastings is that Hastings is, um, he's kind of having an affair as well, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, the thing about Hastings is he's not really very bright. Um, and he, he kind of doggedly believes with that, that Richard is, is, is cool, is okay. Mm. You know, he absolutely, so it's such a shock when Richard suddenly accuses him of being, mm. being the big betrayer. I had, now another sporting illusion, interestingly enough, I had Sam Allardyce mm. <laughs> uh, in my mind, which is a very straightforward, honest, quite macho, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a bit like that, you Thanks, know. <laughs> and, and I was probably quite surprised that, that, that what am <laughs> you, know, well, you know, there's something, that, that, I don't know, I had this, this, so in a way that's, that was my, um, that was what, um, um, uh, Sam and I um, dreamt up uh, yeah. for, for Hastings, and it kind of kind of worked. It was interesting because it was uh, there was this <laughs> this kind of dogged kind of you know not not very bright uh, northern lad yeah. uh, as Hastings, which is a southern town, um, who um, and and in the middle the middle of these these other actors was American. There was you know there was also and it was I think it kind of worked. It was. Uh, 
it's a long time ago. Some of the stuff you were talking about is 2012 or 11, 12 that was. Mm. So as I remember it, um, that's what that's what one of the that was one of the main. Once you get something like that, once you get um, a hook, it can be really helpful. And, and Sam's really good at that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. That sounds really cool. Um, um yeah so when it comes to uh actually tackling the text and with shakespeare itself you know what's your approach to to that do you sort of are you particularly aware of the line endings you're particularly aware of the beats in the line do you well, what's I read your approach it, to shakespeare? I read it and read it and read it and read it work it out work out the sense work out the sense over and over again try and find the sense mm. um i I'm I, I'm also a bit of a I'm not a musician, but I I'm not I've got quite a good sense of rhythm. So um, I I I mean I, I'm not a great beat merchant. I'm not a great you know yeah. you know even I'm not even that good at going to the end of the line and rising at the end of the line and then going to the next, you know I I think meaning is meaning meaning meaning. What does this mean? And once that found out the meaning, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Mm. And uh, otherwise, it's going to sound like Shakespeare. If you know what I mean? You know, Shakespeare in the in the yes. in the yes. kind of archaic sense. To be yeah. or not to be. Good question. Sorry, I was a bit naughty. You know, you know, yes, you know, all that sort of rising. I mean, actually, I mean, you know, Gilgood was amazing. You know, yes. Sir John Gilgood, who had this incredible voice. Um, but I think there's a, and it, you know, in certain parts, um, I think it's probably quite good. However, well, I don't think I'm myself, but I, I think it's very, um, uh, you, you're just not listening, you know, you, you yeah. stop listening. Yeah. And it, the other trouble is with Shakespeare, it's very easy to end up actually listening to yourself and, and kind of, and also the other thing is not to think too much. You, 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 you've just got to learn the lines. I keep saying this is very boring, but learn the lines, yeah. say them in the right order, and, but do your homework. Know yeah. why you're saying it, why you're saying it, well, you know, Every single movement that you make has to have some sort of, you know, has to, has to have a meaning in it. And every word that you say has to have, so what's my attitude behind this? Why am I saying this? Blah, blah, blah. All that work is done. And then, and then, and then really just get on stage and do it. Mm. Um, because there's, there's so much to deal with when you're actually on stage. Mm. You know, you can't, you know, you can't be thinking, um, uh, I really need to kill this person. Or I don't know. You know, I, you can't be thinking things that are, you are, and you don't know what you're going to, I mean, the audience, the audience doesn't know necessarily, I didn't know I was going to die. I didn't know that, that uh, I don't know the beginning of that scene that, uh, that Richard is going to come and then clobber me and then condemn me to death. And that time I'm thinking, everything's okay, but why is everyone getting such a worried about? Why am I here? Why have I been dragged out of bed so early? You know, no, nah, it's fine. He's fine. Bang. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my God! You mean I'm going to die? And uh, and uh, you know, sorry, but, um, that's that's that. You've got to be free in the moment. Mm. You know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think it it's, it's Hello? yeah. It, oh no, are you still there? Yeah, 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 I'm still here. I'm still here. You okay? Sorry, you froze for a second. Okay. Yeah, Can you, you froze me? for a second. It may have been because my acting was so awful. Fantastic. It was fantastic, mate. No, can you can you see me? I'm yeah, I can. You're all motion. moving, all, all yeah. Okay, yeah. 
this zoom universe is uh, tricky okay. sometimes um but yeah so yeah i know what you mean it's like this feeling of like play it beat by beat because i'm just finishing my ma and um gsa at, at the moment and uh, right. and okay. uh, it's something that's kind of been pounded into us is like playing it beat by beat by beat yes. by beat by beat and just you know as you say just there you know like everything's fine everything's okay and then suddenly it's like bang and like mm. what what you're gonna kill me yeah, exactly, and it's exactly. like, I was like, what's, what, what's going to, and actually that helps because I think, you know, I'm certainly guilty of this in the past when I've been doing kind of like Amdram and stuff. It's like, it's like I walk on stage and I'm like, I know what's going to happen in a scene. I know how to react. I know it's this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. But at drama school, and I'm sure you've had this experience as well. It's like, no, don't worry about what happens next. Just focus on what's happening now. Beating the now. Beating exactly. the now. Yeah, yes. very yeah. good. Very good. I and, think this beat yeah. stuff, I mean, the beat stuff, it depends. It depends on, on you know, what level, I don't know, it depends on, on who you are, what you are and how you are. I think it's, uh, it can be useful. I mean, you know, I've never really done it. I mean, I have done it. I've, obviously, mm. sometimes you have to go, was it, how many beats is it? 14? Uh, oh, no. Gonna, no, <laughs> anyway, 12, 12 beats or whatever it is. Kill me. But it's, uh, uh, don't worry. It, uh, it, 10, I really 10. don't know. And I should know. I've done enough. Yeah. But I, I mean, think, it's interesting. I'm working 10 on 12, 10 to 12, I 12, think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm currently, uh, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm actually trying to learn as much Shakespeare as I can at the moment, mm. simply because uh, as an exercise, but also um, as a little thing that I'm doing down here. I don't live in England for those uh, who are watching. I live in France. So there's yeah. a little something happening here that I might, I might do. And um, I, I think that it's, uh, I, I mean, one of the most difficult ones, I think, is... Um, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. Mm. They have their exits and their entrances. One man in his time plays many parts. He's acting, he's, he's acting or whatever it is. And I, I, I have to say that it's difficult because it's, this, it's seven ages and you go through them and it's a list. Mm. And actually it's quite difficult to remember because you get lost in the list, especially yes. when you get to justice, mm. the fair round belly with good cape on land. Yeah. And, um, but you are, when you're doing the list, you're not, you haven't got a list. He hasn't got a list when he's saying it. Mm. In, in his head, he's, he's, he's creating them as he's going. Yeah. And, 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 then, and, that's, and that's why when you get to sans teeth, sans eyes, sans taste, sans whatever, sans everything, it's, it's, it's the audience it has, goes through, should go through life what it is to be live and then die. You know, mm. I mean, it's an incredible speech, but it is actually quite tricky. You know, yeah, it's a tricky, tricky. speech. Um, yeah. You know, you, that, I think, yeah, that's, that's not, that's quite. Well, yeah, I was lucky enough to be a steward at the Globe um, the summer before COVID. And one, uh, of the, one of the productions was As You Like It. And, uh, and I have to say like the, I think it was, it was a, they gender swapped a lot of the characters as a female yeah. sort of doing Orlando's speech uh, and I thought she did a fantastic job and she had this lovely natural way of as you say mm. listing things off and just yeah. As yeah. You say, like first thing that comes into your head and that's yeah. a very very tricky thing to do and I thought she did it, it superbly yeah. and um, but yeah um, uh, I suppose Hastings has just this yeah this huge shock like too, and that, that happens as a result. And I suppose like when it hits you like like that, like every night, what was, of course, the thing is you, you had to die eight times a week. And how was, how, how was that? 
How's I've, that died more, I've died more than eight times in a week. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, and it's it's interesting. I, I played a character in my final production at GSA who you know gets his throat cut at the end of the show, and it's just like it's. I don't know why, but it's an odd experience dying on stage every night. But uh... yeah, well, I've died quite a few times. That the worst one was actually in Bad Girls, um, the series that I did. Yeah, dying that. Oh God, I mean, it went off for two days to shoot, and I was covered in blood. I was in gunk and everything. I mean, it, it dying. It, but dying is weird. I mean, I mean, you know, they wanted it to be very melodramatic. Mm. So, but uh, we don't. We, it's something we'll never know until we do it. Until it really happens. Because, you know, I mean, there is the other thing, of course, about being an actor is that you, one does sort of like to try and experience. You know, there is an element of the fact that you do need to go through life, go through things in order to be able to maybe, not that you, you don't die in order to be able to represent death, because you, obviously it's, it's impossible. It's the, mm. one thing, the one thing we don't know how to do. Yeah. But often the, I think the most, the best are the ones that are, the ones that are less... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dying is, well, I held my father, I witnessed it. And, um, and my father, my father held my father's hand when he died. And, um, right. and it that. really is very, uh, it's very, you just went, you know, it just yeah. went. And it's interesting, it just, it just, the, it just, it, it, it was like a kind of life just emptied from him. Yeah. Um, and it was, and it was, uh, it, it, but I mean, you know, if you have a heart, I mean, they're all sorts of, you can find out how to die, you know, it's not, it's not a particularly, you know, you can go to a paramedic or go to a nurse or go to a doctor or whatever, you know, you, you know what are the symptoms of this? And then you apply it to yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is don't, don't want people to think you're marvelous, dying. <laughs> just dying, okay? Yeah. Oh, I died wonderfully tonight. This is a marvelous death. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's oh dear. But yeah, well, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think you've already answered this uh question. Actually, yeah, there's a question about Sam in the rehearsal room. Did he want firm control or would there was kind of a freedom there? But I think you've already kind of um touched on that. Yeah, I mean it's a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, actually I was gonna ask you about um you mentioned you went to China as part of that tour and stuff like that and you took it around the world and one thing I noticed in the documentary was that um it, it seems like a lot of the audiences you went to across the world really engaged I'm not saying that China didn't engage with it I'm sure they did but it feels like a lot of the cast came off and gave interviews in the wings where they went they're very quiet yeah they, they were they're, they're concentrating a lot and yeah what was what was that like taking Shakespeare to China well they were I mean they're, they're, I mean basically but they were always quiet when they went when the language when I mean Italy I mean Naples was pretty quiet as well oh yeah uh, uh when when you're in a, a country where the, the language was either the second tongue or the mother tongue uh interestingly enough it became more comic um uh, in other words, there were more laughs. Mm. They were very quiet in China because I think they were, I mean, it's an interesting piece to take to China. Mm. Um, I remember when I, with ATC, we took the Tempest to Argentina. Wow. Um, and, that, and that was when the colonels were just about to be usurped. And that was about the usurpation and Chile as well, uh, Pinochet. Mm. And uh, then in a way, uh, Glass. Well, I don't think we brought about Pinochet's downfall, but certainly we were. Anyway, um, I think that <laughs> which is not 
what, what, I, I think that um, I think it's a um, sorry, I've just got lost. What, no, that's, that's okay. Well, you, um, you went to Argentina. You took a show to Argentina. no Argentina. No, but they, what was it about? Um, oh yeah, um, China. Yes. Um, I, I think the audience is also was afraid to show any reaction. All right. To a degree, actually. I mean, they, they, there is a, it's a weird place and mm -hmm. um, for me, um, rather beautiful in many ways, but, you know, I think they, it, I, I think it was, uh, it was the one place that I, I did with none of us felt comfortable in. I went along, I walked along the Great Wall and so on. I had a fantastic experience, mm. uh, you know, an actual sort of like a tourist experience. But it felt, um, and of course, they, they, they politely uh, clapped to the end. But, and then <clears throat> you come out and there's no one there. Everyone's left. Um, so China for me is, um, was, was not, was an interesting experience as a, you know, kind of sociologically. Mm. Uh, and politically, but I think um, I don't think it was the greatest reaction to the piece we had. Mm. Um, so it was a long time ago. I do remember coming off stage, and that the, the the dressing rooms were miles away from. I had to get in a lift, um, and they were on a different level, and um, um, going up and down. And I had to walk miles and miles to the stage, mm. and there were there were there were soldiers, sort of basically. Um, posting, uh, you know, stood, you know, to attention mm. by doors and by the lift, you know, and <laughs> obviously you don't have in any other theatre that I've played. Um, I think there is that sense of being watched, uh, being also being explored, actually, mm. um, on um, and slightly maybe just because it, it's a country that desperately wants to be able to do. I remember. The, the, the guy from the opera house I got to talk to for at the time, he was, a, he was from France and he was running the opera, I think, for a bit. And he was saying that they, they you know, basically they want him, them to be able to do, you know, um, <clears throat> magic flute mm. at the same level with the Chinese actors, uh, singers and dancers and so on, at the same level within at least two or three years, mm. you know, which is, it's not in their culture. And it, for me, China is a culture, is such a deep culture in, the, in its history. Um, and it's fascinating culture, which it doesn't seem to want to explore. It wants to somehow be, be, be the same or as better than our culture mm. or better at our culture than our culture. <laughs> Whether that makes any sense at all, I don't know. I'm, I am shooting from the hip here, so it's a lot to go. But it, it was a, it, it, it's just odd. I, I, I odd, mm. basically. Yeah, it's you just. I think you never know what kind of audiences or how they're going to react, and sometimes it's a surprise when there is a reaction. Sometimes there's a surprise when there's no reaction. In a way, and I suppose you can't really. I think someone said uh, you can never really second guess what audiences want. In a way, and you know, you never know what is going to make them tick. Which is, I mean, you never. I mean, there's. I, know, I mean, you never know anything really. I mean, you. Well, no, exactly. you, you do the work. I mean, there's a there's a great. Um, Story of um, Richardson, uh, Ralph Richardson. He's very uh, those yes. young people who may not know, and uh, Laurence Olivier. They were doing, I think, he was doing Othello, and it was at the Old Vic. And um, um, uh, Olivier was not. It was the first night. Olivier was not feeling too 
good. He was, he went round. He said, I don't feel too great tonight. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I'm, you know, I am, it, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of apologizing in advance. Yeah. Um, he then, the show happened. It was amazing. The God knows how many curtain calls. And he comes off from the curtain call, goes storming down the corridor, goes into his dressing room, slams the door. Ralph Richardson comes along and says, opens the door, knock, knock, knock. Yank! Snopes the door and says, Larry, Larry, Larry. Um, that was amazing. You were absolutely amazing tonight. Mm. Fantastic. He said, I know. <laughs> just don't know how or why. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, sort of, yeah. it's a good thing, that's it. I know. I just don't know how. I think that's right. Yeah. You know, he, it's, um, that's yeah. yeah. You just never know, do you? you well, I mean, you know, he, he, I've come off thinking I was absolutely shite. Mm. And then people have been, the directors come in and said, that's the best show you've done, Jeff. Wow. Oh, yeah. God, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's one yeah. of the great, that's, I mean, oh God, it's so easy. To, I mean, I, 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 one has to, I'm very, you know, I've got this, I've got this, this constant, slightly schizophrenic thing between, because I'm a big fan of um, European theatre of Brooks, Stein, um, you know, um, uh, even Grotowski, although it's a bit too far gone. But I mean, also, you know, Eva um, von Hoff, although, I mean, um, what I mean is that I, I you know, I, I think it's all a melting pot. It's all great. I think it's all great, you know, and we've got to work out what, what, what works for you. And I, I just, um, I don't know, I just get, um, I, I don't want to become pretentious, that's all, when I'm saying it. I hope I don't sound it. I but, don't worry about that at all. But I think that it's, I think it's, uh, I think that one of the beauties of being an actor is that actually that, that it's a bit like, I mean, if you if it works, it, it, in a way, the best thing, if you, if you don't understand why it's worked in life, you don't know why, you don't know what's going to come next. We don't know what's happening. We don't, you know, we really don't know how interesting or how good or whatever we are. We yeah. are just who we are. And if you've done, if you've come off stage, you don't really quite know, but you then get changed, get dressed, go to the pub and, you know, or whatever, usually pub yeah. for me. And, um, you know, um, then that's, that's, and then someone comes up to you and, and says, like, you've been very generous and kind to me and said, you know, I'm marvelous, I've got this and that. And that's great. That's fantastic. That's, that's, that, I mean, what, what, kind of, what kind of job is there that's like that? I mean, no one goes up to a bus driver and says, do you know what, mate? That is the best number 13 driver I've ever had in my life. I never got to Golders Green. It's such a fantastic yeah, way. It's you know? a smooth ride. Yeah, it's a smooth, smooth ride, baby. It doesn't exist for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And you've got win, wins, you've got people who win and succeed and make money. You're not going to make that much money, not in my position as an actor, but, um, you know, you do get that other bit, which is uh, beautiful. And then sometimes nothing. And then you go, oh, but often that's not your fault. It's often, it's the, you know, the production's not too hot or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I had exactly the same experience. We did the our showcase um, last week, in fact. And oh, we did congratulations. Two- what was it? Uh, yeah, it was, I did. We did like two minute pieces from plays, and I actually wrote a piece. Um, oh, cool! From one of them, which was really cool. And then yeah. we did. I did an extract from a play called Cats and Music. Uh, who the playwright? Oh. I, I can't remember. Sorry for listening. And yeah. uh, and the other one was from a play called Milks by Simon Longman, which was very very enjoyable to do. Interesting. And Milk. yeah, milked. Yeah. Oh, milked. Okay. Milked. Yeah. Milked. As in, and it's a story about a cow. These two. Right brothers they find a cow and uh 
the little extract I did with another one of my uh, guys on the course was was just sat there talking about medicines. I was like, what's, what's this? Oh, it's cow medicine. So what do you do with it? Oh, we have to give it to the cow. And it's like, okay, mm. so what do you do with it? And it's like this kind of comedy yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thing yeah. going on. Yeah. And it's funny because like at one point they go, okay, so well, we can't just feed it to the cow. Okay, so, okay, so what do we do with it? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> and they said, what, you have to shove your hand up a cow's ass. It's like, what, you have to do that? And it's like, well, I, I don't have to. Like, no, 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 This is your <laughs> idea. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to do. I was very lucky to have found that in a way. Nice. But, no. but, but yeah, but speak, yeah, but yeah, it's by a playwright called Simon Longman. And uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful play. And I'd love to do it actually. I'd love to be um, that okay. character, um, one of those characters, Snowy and Paul. I played Paul. Paul was really, really okay. Good. I'd love to play that in town one day. So if any producers listening, you know where to find me. Yeah, and if you want me to direct it, I'm very happy to do it. So oh, just... uh, anyway, we have a director already, Jack. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah. And uh, cool. Good. So speak, speaking of um, uh, audiences' reaction, I think uh, let's jump into your work with The Crucible uh, at the Old Vic. And um, I, I said it before we came on, and I was going to say it again now, but I thought your performance in that was simply astonishing. It was spectacular i was unfortunately I, I didn't make it to the theater unfortunately because it sold out literally in like minutes oh but, but i was lucky enough to catch a sort of a screened recording of it um, yeah people talk about it. i've never seen it a lot of people talk about it but uh, it was an interesting one because i didn't i i it was a really difficult one to do because it, the performance mm. was very big my performance was big, yeah. loud very loud yes um and uh <laughs> i i i didn't know i'm because i'd done a lot of television and so on and you're not supposed to be loud on television no, no. i was very aware of cameras being here there and everywhere but i just gave up in the end i just did what i did on stage but um <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah no, but this is something i've spoken to another one of my guests on the show is um, the great rebecca reaney who's a movement director at central and uh, we were talking about the body and how like this kind of radiation of energy from the body and i remember watching it at the barbican and when you made your first entrance into act three it was just like the air around you and like the, the energy, the dark energy you brought up down forth to the stage. I mean, it, it really, really stuck. It still sticks with me even today. And, you know, that's a real testament to yourself of how much work and effort and how much dedication you put into that role. And it was a genuine pleasure just watching that. So thank you for You're very kind. Thank you very much. It's a compliment. Much, very, very, very well taken. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that was, yeah, uh, that was it's a tricky one, actually. I mean, any downforce is hard because... Mm. Simply because you've got to spend the first three acts or two acts at least, two acts. Two acts, yeah. In the in the dressing room or wherever. I, mm. I actually, what I would do is the show would start because we all went on stage at the beginning and we then, we had a sort of tableau at the beginning yeah. and then we'd leave and then the show would start. And I, I just left, went straight up to the, I went up to the, um, and up to the rehearsal room, uh, the old Vic, and, uh, and I just, I just locked myself in there and just went over and over and and just and you know I just tried to I did it almost every night and I did that story about this. No, it's okay. Um, um, and um, it, 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 I have to say, uh, it was hard work that show because oh. that Yale is a very I, I mean she's an amazing director oh. and also asks a lot of her actors. Mm. You know, and um, consequently, um, she won. I mean, I when I because I, I played dark characters before, especially you know in, in TV and things. Mm. And I, um, I was 
started the rehearsal process, sort of not wanting, I wanted to do a rather clever take on Danforth. I wanted to do mm. something different, you know. I didn't know the play at all. Mm. And I was cast, although I'd gone for the interview, like, I mean, six weeks or, or two months before I even, and, and it was only in like two weeks before I got, before the show rehearsed, that I actually got the job. I was always being, uh, you know, yeah, 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 pretty certain, pretty certain. Um, and so I only had two weeks to really prepare for it. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah before rehearsals, that is. And I like to learn as much as I can before. I like to learn the lines. I'm sorry about this. Let me turn That's okay. I'll okay. turn this off. So it's done. Um, so, uh, and um, I didn't really know what I was doing to start with. Um, and actually, Adrian was really helpful. Adrian Schiller, who I think you've had on here before. Yeah, yeah, he's been on here. Adrian was very kind and helpful. And we had a lunch. I remember going and having lunch with him. And he said, do you know what I think you should do? What you've been avoiding, and I, that's basically all he said, mm. roughly. And uh, so I did, <laughs> and I just went into the dark because I, you know, going into darkness is, you know, it's, it's tiring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's exhausting. You know, um, it really is. If you want to really, really do it properly, and there's a big audience, it's a big theatre that. In the old Vic, yeah. The other thing was it was in the round. Mm. So, um, and so there are people, we, um, I mean, it was what she wanted to do was uh, the Bouffe du Nord is the theatre of Peter Brook in Paris. And what she was very keen on doing, she wanted to make the place feel like the Bouffe du Nord. Now, the Bouffe du Nord is a very special space that mm. Peter Brook found in 1975. And it is really, really extraordinary theatre where the audience, even though it's a cross arch, the, um, the, the audience is very much on top of it. And it's possible to kind of make you feel like you're almost in a studio. Well, um, she kind of wanted to have that feeling of a, a and, and the walls are crumbling and it's all very old. You know, it's a bit like, um, is it the Wilton? Yeah, it's a bit like the Wilton musical, I suppose, you know? Mm. Um, and therefore you have an audience, which is literally some of the audiences you can touch, yeah. you know, because you're in the round. And there's, a, and there's about, I don't know, seven or eight levels of that. And then on the other side, you've got, the whole of a bloody young bit going all the way up, you know. So it's, um, you've got to walk onto that stage. So you're in a studio um, amphitheater. You're in a studio, though. You're, also, you're in all forms of kinds of theater because you're <laughs> in a studio, but you're also in a very big space. And yeah. that space has to be filled and everyone's got to feel what you're feeling. So the people who are sitting next to you, you've got to set, that's got to go up to the top, you know. So you've got to carry quite, so you've got to carry a lot on in with you yeah. and also you know she is demanding and you know she requires um yeah requires a wants you know um asks you to dig deep mm. yeah i think you've there's an interview you gave uh, it's on digital theater at the moment about just you one-on-one with yeah with an interviewer and uh you you made a comment about how yale's sort of kept coming up to you and kept saying no go deeper yeah go deeper, go deeper no, into the darkness. Yeah keep going yeah, and, yeah. and then uh, very funny when when i also had trouble um <clears throat> you know with the lines and everything because there's a lot of lines yeah for dan forth and there's a lot you know and uh and i you know i don't know sometimes i'd get lost i remember i was we were rehearsing and i came in and i started blah 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 mm. and then i looked over, well i didn't look over but i could see out of the corner of my she was doing press ups and she revealed to me later that she deli deliberately to, to annoy me. Oh, really? she wanted, yeah. 
because she wanted to get, you know, she wanted to get a dark, she wanted to get, see me being annoyed. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, doing the text. So that was that. Sorry, go on. I've never seen a director's, well, heard of a director doing that. I think usually I think they would come up to you and go, no, I need to see more annoyed. He's more annoyed. But no, but she's actually in the corner. Doing no, no, she's not more annoyed. That's her, that's her approach. Yeah. That's her approach. Can be. Yeah. Well, she's, she's I know she's annoyed quite a few actors. Yeah. And uh, it just, yeah. I mean, I remember speaking to Adrian about this. Uh, Richard Armitage gave an interview to Digital Theatre with Matt Wolf, And uh, where he said, once you rehearse the whole thing in, in rehearsals, of course, uh, fully polished from start to finish he was in the yeah. corner just shaking and crying just not knowing what to yeah. do and yo came up to him and said are you okay and he said yeah we have to do this twice on a wednesday yeah. and a saturday how yeah. are we going to do this so what yeah. was it like sometimes twice in one day well i mean it, it was it was it was really hard yeah but that's all that's all that's all it was just hard it was tough like yeah. hard work it was like going you know really it was the close i've never been i've never worked down a mine Mm. But it's the closest to it that I think I've ever ever done. I mean, it was, and yet it was such an, an enormous success. Mm. You know, it was, um, but it required a level of uh, fitness and, and uh, concentration that, you know, that you had to go home and make sure you were, you know, fit mm. in order to be able to do it. So it was quite. It was hard work. Yeah, I remember. I enjoyed, I... It. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I asked Adrian that same question, and he said exactly. He said, "At the end of the day, you're not working down a coal mine. You know, just put one yeah. foot in front of the other." And he said, "Yeah, uh, make sure you get a good night's sleep and eat your greens, and I'm sure you'll be." Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's, that's right. all. That's all yeah, you got to do. Um, so, so throughout that process, um, and just looking back on it now, um, who who is Danforth to you? How, how would you describe him? Um. Well, I mean, he's McCarthy, really. Um, yeah. Also, he's every single political leader that that believes that what they are doing is for the good of everyone else, but ultimately, it's not at all for the good of everybody else it's for the good of themselves of him it's for his own you know but truly believes and also i think there's a very complicated thing with characters like this i think like a lot of dictators i think this is a man with a, a huge huge ego mm. um but I, ironically <clears throat> a sort of weirdly low self-confidence i know that sounds odd but i mean and uh, you know that sort of um blind belief that what he says and does and is is true is right it's been proven this is what works this is how it has to be done yeah. and if you don't do it like that you'll have a chance one chance if you fail then that's it yeah. because you're 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 a rotten apple yeah. you know and this barrel is full of good apples but there are one or two and we have to get rid of them i mean you know it's a you know it, it's kind of it's cut and dried, black and white thinking. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's not human thinking. Not, you can't, you know, you, you, you know, it's, that's the way it is. It's the Bible for Christ's sake, you know, mm. the Bible. Yeah. And the Bible is, you know, everything it says in the Bible is right. But of course, it can't be, can it? I mean, you know it can't be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. It's all, you know, it's mainly just stories and allegorical stories and metaphorical and, you know, 
fairy tales and um and also you know it's a it's a maybe it's a you know it's a it's a guide you know it's not uh, you know and it's not you know for me this is the I mean, jack point yeah uh, but the the other one is i mean i've i've worked with i mean i've been worked with i know people not like danforth but i mean I'm, i worked i worked in british railways when i first in, uh, as a furniture maintenance when i left school camden town you know with this crew and there was this guy there who was very like he was kind of basically hitler really <laughs> you know um because he believes that's how you get the best out of a group but i think that's kind of what i'm saying i think that's no, no that's great is that exactly that's great yeah. um again this is um just a few more questions uh, about danforth um you, you sort of mentioned in that again in that interview that um at that point where giles talks about his his father and you said uh, you, you had this uh, you had this sort of idea that Danforth was abused by his father. Where did that sort of did then... I say that? Yeah, say that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think certainly uh, there's every there's every possibility that, that would have happened. Mm. Um, yeah, abused physically, slapped around a lot, probably. Mm. Um, and I mean, there, there is the, re the repetition of abuse in life. You know, those that those that abuse often become the abuser. Mm. Um, and I think that I think I mean I mean some of the research that I did I mean I've done before in other characters has led me to that you, you know and, and also you don't have to be you know just to, you have to read many books on whatever it is self help or psychology or, or you know mm -hmm. to, to know that that, that is um, you know yeah. it's a it's a it's a historical repetitive syndrome yes. so there's every possibility that that did happen. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's really. I did. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there or anything. I just that was. No, I'm surprised. I, I just. It's a long time ago, man. It's uh, like eight years ago. So, and there's yeah. been a bit of water under the bridge since then. So, I yeah, of course, a bit of, of a fuzzy memory. Yes, yeah, no, but it's it's. Yeah. A good, I just. I was just such an interesting allegory into that, and I think it really fits. Mm. Um, mm. Allegory, or I mean, uh, the thing is that, that I mean, thing, yeah, no. I, the thing is that it's that the point about Danforth is that he is just a very, very angry man. Mm. He's just angry, yeah, all the time. So, <clears throat> um, and and that requires a level of being for two hours, mm. where you are virtually running the show all the way through. Mm. Is that everything that I'm being told is basically your lie? Mm. Exactly. You're all lying because you're not, you know, you're not doing what I believe should be done. Mm. That that you know, so it's it's like woof like that. You know, yeah. I mean, when you talked about that first entrance, and that first entrance was worked on quite a lot um, mm -hmm. in terms of until I got it, until she felt I got it. You know, is to get on to you know, to, you know, as I remember, but it's a while back. But you're very compliment, very you're very kind. <laughs> That's great. I just have two moments in particular that really stood out. Well, the, the whole performance stood out, but two things in particular was. Your, the line where you had, um, I would hang 10,000 that dared to rise against the law. And just, I think you really captured the anger of that man yeah. and just how like, solidified he is in his yeah. ways. It's like, this is how I roll. And I don't care if there's 10 people, 100 people, and the line says 10,000 yeah. that dared well, to rise against the law. It's, it's, it's well, I mean, the numbers are difficult, aren't they? Because, I mean, you know, 6 million, you know, these are, numbers are difficult. Because uh, to make the audience feel 10,000 is, you've got to work on it. Um, yeah. You have to hit it. Um, 
I think that uh, I think that by that time, the thing about him is that the more he the more he's losing control, the angrier he gets. Mm. So um, you know, and it's a it's a sliding scale, you know. Mm. So um, so there is a tremendous anger by the end, an absolute you know. I mean, it's white anger, although I was probably very red, but it's absolutely you know, it's it's. It's, I'm not, you know, furious. Yeah, furious. and I couldn't. And the other moment was the the bit where Abigail goes crazy when she when at um, yeah. the yeah, that was so difficult. That, that was so difficult to do because I, I mean, I, I'm not the best. I'm not the best line learner and um, line learner. No, it's not rubbish. I'm not. It, it, it's it, that was complicated because there was a lot happening on stage and around me, and and to to. Uh, you know that thing, it's, um, you know, mm. you go like that. And, yes. and it was one of those. It was one of those. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, because you, you've got, obviously, your actor, your, 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 your technical stuff has to be working. But at the same time, you know, you've got to be lost. Because you know what you're suggesting, I, I seemed very lost there, or I was, I was unable to control anything. Or, what, what, what was your impression? No, 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 it was just, um, just that moment in, in, in particular when Abigail just goes like completely crazy after Goody Proctor, you know, yeah. tells a lie for the first time yeah. in her life. And, That's right. you know, I can imagine like, well, to be honest, I was thinking your eardrums probably took a lot of, a lot of yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah, screaming yeah. just like eight times a week. And yeah, yeah what was that like? Just, uh, yeah. it was, uh, I've still got very good hearing, but, um, still here. <laughs> yeah, pretty, um, it was, yeah, it was um, ferocious. Um, yeah, in a way, it was it was it was quite good because it kind of gave me a leap forward for mm. the character to go. You know, this girl is possessed. She mm. is possessed. Mm. You know, she's all the devil. This has to be cleansed and got rid of. You know? mm. so they were very. It was a really really good cast. I mean, you know, yeah. some absolutely brilliant brilliant actors. In there. There were some amazing people in there. Yeah, really amazing. It was, it was, it was, a, it was an extraordinary show. Yeah. You know, I, the last show that I think I've done that I think I could say, well, apart from some of the stuff I've done with Good Chance, and, oh, no, that's, no, it's Sango, this last one. S.S. Mendy, Mendy was very special. But uh, in between that has been a you know, bit of Bill, Bill Kenwright and so on and so forth shows that, you know, really, you know, that's, Pitching, you know, it's just earning, earning the money to pay the rent. Mm. Um, but that's the last show that I did that really, that show was a big one for me. It really mm. was. It yeah. Was strong. But I think it will live on for a very, very long time. I think I must see this film at some point of it. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. on, it's on digital theatre, the whole production. I, it only stays on, it's on, does it stay there? It's a long time ago. As far as, I, yeah, it's still there. I mean, as far as I know, it's, it's on there for, indefinitely for the time being and hopefully indefinitely as well because i think anyone who wants to study the crucible well we will study the crucible at school or do it I see. so it's used for i see okay yeah Shame yeah Not very good deal now. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah but anyone who's interested in the play like should see your production that you did for yeah. the and Richard. yeah I, I would i would recommend that too yeah yeah, yeah. this is often on the syllabus yeah. It's a play that's always on the syllabus. Mm, said. Just, just quickly, what's, what was it like working with uh, Richard Armitage? Because I was a huge fan, like from the whole. Uh, he's adorable. He's absolutely yeah. adorable. He's a really, yeah. really nice bloke. He's cool. very quiet and very self-contained, um, and very generous. Actually, 
And I never forget every night. And I don't know what agent you probably asked agent this as well because. But yeah. every night, Agent probably said it as well, that every night we would come out of the stage door and there would be, you know, you know, signage going on. There was a queues all the way around mm. the, the whole theatre. And he went to every single one and he signed every single one. And sometimes he would be there for an hour after the show, having gone through that show, which is three and a half hours long, and gone through what, um, you know, what's his name, Proctor has to go through. Mm. And still signed to the very last person. That's so he's a good guy. I mean, it's not, you know, it's a business and it's good if you do that. Mm. Cool. <laughs> However, he means it. He means it, you know. Yeah. He's, he's a very cool guy. No, that's nice. good. That's good. Yeah, I'm a bit massive fan of his. Like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to blow smoke up his ass, honestly. I genuinely, no, no, no. I genuinely liked him. No, that's good to know. It's good to know. I didn't know. Adrian didn't mention that, but that's... Don't good. ask about Adrian. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not true, Adrian. I love you. Yes, we love we love you, Adrian. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do I have any more uh, audition? Work for your father. Press ups in the corner. Uh, how would you? Yeah, cool. So, just one last question on on the crucible, which has sort of come to an end. Um, how would you sum up the play, like your experience, and indeed the sort of wider message that it that it portrays? Because I know you mentioned there, McCarthy. It's an allegory to McCarthyism. It's based on the Salem witch hunts and everything. <laughs> What would you say? I, I think there's a very straightforward, uh, very, very straightforward is look at history, learn from history, don't make the same mistakes, mm. you know, and we are all human. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and uh, it's, it's a play that is, it, it, in a way, it's really, really simple. Mm. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, it's simple because, because life is not, because life is not simple. It it's say it it it's saying very straightforward message is that um, is that we are utterly corruptible um, and that I think that um, power over other people can be so misused um, and acts all about ego. It's not about creative social building. Mm. or creating a society that actually works. It's about fear. It's about drumming fear into that's You know, I mean, we just have to look around us in the moment. You know, you've got Putin, you've got, I mean, you know, every, every regime at the moment that is, I mean, I've done, I work quite a lot with refugees <clears throat> and, uh, you know, from coming from Afghanistan, people from, you know, mm. under the Taliban, you know, um, uh, Bashar al-Assad in Syria, you know, um, you, all those regimes, basically, they terrify, destroy, and poison. And that this play, that, that, that the crucible is about that. Mm. And, about, and, and that's because it's because the, 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 you know, the, the system that wants to you know, print itself on you is, is actually poisonous mm. and, and full of, um, in a way, you know, it's a, it, I don't know, it's about, um, I suppose we're a bit like sheep, you know, it's a bit like sheep herding sheep, you know? I mean, it, it's a tricky one, it's a tricky one. Uh, sorry, I feel my, I go, I, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm stuttering is slightly because I think I've said it. And um, I'm, I think I'm expanding too much because I, I, I think it's there. I think that it's, uh, uh, that we are not sheep, you know? Yeah. And Danforth, you know, is is barking you know but he's not a dog you know 
and, that, and, and you know, he, and he has, you know, if only he could for one moment take a look inside himself, then, you know, maybe it wouldn't, you know, the play wouldn't, wouldn't have, have happened. Yeah. Um, McCarthy, you know, it's that fear of the unknown. I mean, it, 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 you know, I mean, I, there was a there was a lot of racist abuse, I believe, in, in in Ukraine when there were African there were people from Africa who were students who were trying to leave, oh. and all the white people were kind of welcomed with everybody with open arms once they're crossing over the borders. But the Africans had terrible, terrible trouble, and they were treated you know very badly. Mm-hmm. But it's simply because it's it's really is down to the color of skin. Yeah. It's that people were just I think something that they it's the fear of the unknown. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to get to know the unknown. You know, you've got the, um, then they don't, they're no longer unknown. They're known. And that's, and that's, that's going to feed you ultimately. You know, I, that's what I could, that. I mean, that's very simplistic. Um, but yeah. knowledge is power, education, 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 blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think. That's and uh, also, Arsenal are going to win the league this year. <laughs> uh, I hope that's too. Um, I just have I just have two more questions for for you today. If we, oh, jump, okay. jump into it. yeah, just 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 a couple more. Just, just another was... five six thousand questions. Just go on. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, just just two more before we finish, and then I'll let you get back. Um, I just, I'm sorry if this is a bit of a corny question in a way. You've probably heard this many many times, but um, but specifically for actors sort of making the journey out of drama school now. Um, in those first few years, they could be very busy or they could not be very busy. Um, do you have any advice on how to keep the faith and just to keep going as well as as actors to keep the faith that everything will work out for them? I think that's something that will, I think that's something that will make become evident. Mm. <laughs> Weirdly. I think, you know, if, <clears throat> if you stick at it, uh, stay there, if you have the staying power, if you stay and you stay and you work at it, eventually you'll find out whether it's going to work or not. It'll happen. It's kind of fate. Fate will drive it. It's not, uh, you know, but keep, you know, keep, keep your, you know, keep your footing, keep training, keep doing it. Keep, I mean, I, I don't do much acting at all now. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I think I'll probably be pretty rubbish. Oh, it'd take me a while to get back into it, but, I, I do, uh, I do, you know, I, I, I love Shakespeare. I just love it. It just makes yeah. me feel uh, when I'm looking at it. <clears throat> and there's no, that's a pretty good thing to do, you know, try and learn, maybe, you know, learn a little bit of something every day or, or every week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, look at it, uh, go over, keep, 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 keep fit, really. Keep fit in every sense and see what happens. Um, I think it's really hard at the moment because... Well, I mean, in fact, actually, there's a lot being made um, in terms of uh, film, television, series, and things like that. I mean, there's a huge amount, you know, that's being made. And I think there's new studios opening up in the UK. But in terms of theatre, there's just no money in it, is there? And um, uh, I guess, you know, it's also... What I I, I feel for is... What I feel very much for is that it's very difficult if you don't have any money Mm. to become, to go into the profession. Uh, it's become, you know, if, if you have, you know, reasonably well-off parents or whatever, they will often pay for, you know, they will, they will see you right. Whereas if you do have nothing, it's difficult to get grants these days. In my day, you see, I got a grant. I was in 1970, oh God, 1974 is when I went to drama school. And there was, I had a full grant, a mm. full grant. And I mean, I was 
basically paid enough to be able to and, and my fees and enough to live on. Mm. And uh, so that meant that, you know, people from, you know, quite difficult backgrounds were able to do it. Um, I'll tell you what I do think at the moment, I'm, which I'm thrilled about, really, really is, is and, and, you know, diversity. I sound like Michael Gove. So. <laughs> Remember when Michael Gove, uh, God, it was so uh, sad. That. Mike, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I. I think what's amazing at the moment is the is the, the quality of actors, and I, I, I. You know, the quality all around is just so much better than when I was young. Mm. And 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 the fact that you know there is so diverse, it's so diverse everywhere. You know, and I and that reflects um, a country, reflects society. Mm. You know, it was a very white middle, very white world when I was starting out. You know, but some of the talent now is just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Advice I would give is just keep going, yeah. if, and then it'll then it'll become evident. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really. Sorry, I wish I could say. No, 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 um, no don't don't apologize. Yeah, I, think, I, think, uh, I do think you know keeping your brain alive. Yeah. You know, and and your body fit, and um, don't drink too much. Uh, enjoy life. I think also it's very important to observe. I love, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I, I think it's actually, I'm a, I mean, I'm also a bit lazy, but I love airports. I love train stations. I love cafes. I love, uh, you know, in fact, I'm often being having to be pulled away from just staring. I mean, uh, we have a lot of squares and things around here and I love to see the tourists all around here. I live in Arles in France and there's, you know, um, there's, there's a lot going on here. You know, and I love just being, sitting and watching. Mm. And I think observing is very important. Yeah, I like observing yeah. as well. And, yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and not to feel guilty about it either. No. It's, cool. it's no. okay. It's just because okay. you think you're doing nothing, but you're not. You're, you know, it's all, it's all happening. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I like observing too. I think Brando even talked about that as well. The great mm. actor who observes. Mm. Brando. Mm. <laughs> that was a terrible impression. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I love Marlon Brando. I love it. I love. I love. And and that's another thing is looking at is to watch loads of other actors that you really love. You know, like my, there's an actor in my generation for me is the best. I'd worked with Mark Rylance a lot and I did um, yes, amazing. Hamlet, actor. Did uh, Hamlet and yeah, master about that. Uh, Hamlet and I did uh, did much ado about. It. I played so we shared a dressing room for almost two years. Wow. And uh, so I know Mark very well. However, Mark, you know, Mark is, I think Mark is a brilliant, brilliant genius actor. But there is an actor that, that actually, in my generation, that not a lot of people know. Um, and his name's Douglas Hodge. Oh, yes. You know Doug? I know of Douglas Dougie, Hodge. Yes. I think Dougie is, I, I mean, is, he's a genius. He's a yeah. genius. And yeah. what, it, what it is, is for me, is I don't want to see, I don't want to see me. Mm. When I go, you know, I don't want... Well, I want to see what I, I want to see. I, I don't want to see, because obviously I'm an actor, so I know, and I know Douglas and Don, or, you know, whoever I'm watching, I tend to know them. <clears throat> but I don't see him at all. I just see who is he playing. Mm. And I think that's, I, I think that's, and that's, um, that's special when you have that. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I've heard of Douglas Hodge, and I've, I spoke to one of his, another one of his friends, Harry Burton, who's been on. Oh, yeah, well, Harry, yeah. I know Harry, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he's yeah. been on. He's been on the show. He was actually the first guest I ever had on. Actually. Oh, is he? he's lovely, Harry. Yeah, nice we had a lovely conversation about Pinter. Yeah. We absolutely just talked about the caretaker and Pinter's upbringing and everything. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just it was just wonderful to hear. I actually, did he play Mick in that? Um, you remind me of Michael's brother, who's always on the move. That man, never without his passport. Oh. And Michael girl's very much your build, bit of an athlete. Yeah. Long Specialist. <laughs> <laughs> he carried his violin case like a papoose. Yeah. <laughs> I was just right. like, his language is amazing. Came in number one for, came, came in, uh, for Beckenham Reserve. Yeah. yeah. His fiddle on his back like a papoose. Yeah, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, I'd love to do Pinto. I, I, I want to play Mick, Mick one day. I want to play. Yeah. 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 That would be fantastic. I mean, that's some of the stuff he says is just. Aston's a good part, you know. Aston as well. I did that at school actually. It was when I was at school school. Mm. So, interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Are, are, is, that, is that it, or do you want more? I have just one more question for you. I just one more question. One more question. I swear to you, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's um, so this is a question I like to finish on with every show, which is: yeah. um, Could you tell me uh, an experience or experiences that you've had in this business uh, that you'll never ever forget? Um, well, it's good and bad. It doesn't have to be bad. Well, I can, I, I'll give you two. It's worth I mean, Epidaurus, walking on that stage for the first yes. time, speaking, oh, was unbelievable. Mm. Because I became, as everyone else in the cast did, part of something that is the beginning of, I mean, you know, we were sharing in the beginning of democracy. Mm. It's where people came to put on plays and decide on, how, how do we organize this thing called mm. society? Um, the worst was uh, I did great expectations at the, um, in fact, it was, it, was the, it was the first, it was the first ever performance of it really, it was at Richmond. Mm. And um, I played Jaggers. And it was all very theatrical. And I, I was doing the speech and I got to there and, la, 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 and my mind went completely blank. No. Absolutely blank. And then I had to call for a line. And then I got out of it and it was okay. I, it's the only time I've ever had to call for a line. Now for an actor to have to call for a line, for me, it's like, I mean, that's my, like, that's like I missed yeah. in the you know, final of the World Cup. You know? yeah. it, was, it, was, it was the most awful, awful, awful experience in yeah. my life. I really, because, and, and of course no one noticed for really. That's good. You know I, mean? I mean, that, I mean, yeah, obviously people noticed on you know the guy gave me the, the, the I mean but really the audience it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a big thing. Yeah. But for me and I, I think that's that's an interesting lesson. You know? Yeah. It's an interesting lesson where for you because you're inside something and it means so much to you and you know really you know it is only a play. Mm. You know it's not the end it's not nothing is you know the end of the world. Well probably it's, you know the world's burning every around here it's burning Jesus. <laughs> and uh, London's burning. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, Jack drying in one speech is not a big thing. Mm. You know, end. Shakespeare's time when Shakespeare when Shakespeare's plays when they were being performed for the very first time, they used to pay double for the first time. Mm. The audience did, and the reason was because he he was handing out scripts. You know, you didn't you didn't really know the whole play. You had your bits to do. And they, they paid double just to see the mistakes. 
to come and see if they have a laugh at all the, all the big the car crashes that used to happen. <laughs> like seeing that to go to be or not to be, that is the... Yes, yes. What the, 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 answer. The, answer. No. Oh, no, no. question. What is the question? Oh, yes. Remember yeah. <laughs> that in rehearsals, yeah. <laughs> Live. I mean, to die. Sling. No. No, no. wait. Yeah. Right, to slings and archers about... No, slings and... <laughs> slings and arrows of outrageous... Fortune. Outrageous no. fortitude. No, fortune. <laughs> Tell me something. Are you, uh, are you, are you, are you an actor, though? Are I am, yes. I am, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an actor, and this is uh, this is a nice uh, uh, thing to have on the side. I think yeah, the it's really stuff. great. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's and you're I, very good at it. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. It's it's a fun thing to do, and and just yeah, I've been very lucky to talk to some amazing people, yourself included, and yeah, and everything. And yeah, it's just a lovely thing yeah. to have to keep growing along the side of the acting stuff because I always love talking to people and mm. interviewing people, especially like experiences like you had in Epidaurus mm. and you know with Yale mm. and everything like that. And yeah, it's yeah, I I love it. It's a really cool thing to to do alongside of it. So what do you do? What the one you've got a was it a YouTube channel? Is it? What I don't, I'm sorry, I, not. No, it's, yeah, it's good. So the, the video of today will go up on YouTube and also the, the podcast is live on Apple, Spotify, and okay. Google Podcasts. So hopefully it reaches as many people as possible oh, across all kinds of different platforms. So um, yeah, and it's it's a fun thing to do. And yeah, yeah. I've been very, very lucky to have some people on like, again, like yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, I can reassure you that was my last question for today. So. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So, so it's all well, good. It's yeah, been- but- it's been a delight, Oliver. Oh. All the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with it all. Yeah. Yeah. Keep thank you so much. Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely will. Absolutely. Yeah, if you just hang on while I finish, I'll finish the recording. I'll say goodbye to you one to one, and because okay. it makes it easier for the sure. edit and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. This is the Uncensored Critic Podcast, and I will be back soon. And Jack, once again, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a genuine pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's been a pleasure for myself. Thank you.